Welcome to the UTSC Drama Society's Summer Reading Series. On this episode, we're going to be hearing an excerpt from Teresa Rebeck's seminar. Kate, Martin, Douglas, and Izzy have each paid Leonard $5,000 for admission to an exclusive private writing seminar to take place over several sessions in Kate's apartment. Kate, who organized the seminar, is an Upper West Sider hoping to make her mark as a writer. Her ex-boyfriend, Martin, is too afraid to show his work to anyone. Douglas's uncle is a famous playwright, and he's hoping to follow in his footsteps. Izzy has already been lauded by Leonard as a strong writer, although the others suspect that might have more to do with her looks than her skill. This is Seminar by Teresa Rebeck. Scene five. Leonard is looking at some pages. All four sit and watch him. Leonard paces. He finishes reading a page, drops it to the ground. He reads another page, paces, drops it to the ground. He starts to read another page. It is excruciating. Finally, he glances through the other page, looks up at Douglas. Your uncle said you were talented. Oh, thank you. That's really nice of you to say. I didn't say you were talented. I said your uncle said you were talented. I didn't say you were talented. This is not without talent. This section about the top of the girls' dressers, the two bottles of fingernail polish standing next to each other like lost and terrified soldiers, that's not bad. It's nice that you've already referenced the peeling of the red nail polish on her toes. So we get the allusion to blood without having stated it explicitly. It's all right, good. Even your description of the butterfly poster over the bed is first rate. It's not the pedestrian interpretation one might be tempted to make about teenage girls and butterflies. There was a time when tribal peoples had carved butterflies into stones, had wrecking them messengers from the gods. Those tribal peoples are fantastic. The way you drop them in, it's a beautiful surprise. You paint her bedroom well. Thank you. Wow, a teenage girl's bedroom. Wow. You don't like it? No, it's terrific. Well done. No, go ahead. I like it. I'm a little confused about the relevance factor. Just two weeks ago, you told us we should all be writing about dying beggars in the, in the Sudan. So I'm not without confusion now. How this does that, but it's not without talent. That's what I always said about Douglas. He's not without talent. Don't be such a pussy. A pussy? You don't think you're being a pussy? Do you think I'm being a pussy? Martin. Martin what? Do you like it? I do. Yeah, I like it a lot. Do you think I'm being a pussy? I think it's a pretty good story too. It's good, Douglas. Oh, it's a pretty good story and I'm a pussy. That's great. I thought this was a writing seminar where we discussed um, writing with something approaching intellectual sophistication. Pretty good story and I'm a pussy. We're ascending the heights here. I think the word pussy is pretty intellectually sophisticated. It communicates pretty precisely the meaning I am looking for. My point is, my point is- I know your point. 
you don't like me calling you a pussy even though you're acting like a pussy because you're here to discuss the writing you guys are all paying me a lot of money because you think i can help you understand the craft of writing better so that you can go off and have successful so called careers as writers of fiction which is more or less my speciality or is something else your problem he's standing behind izzy he puts his hand on her hair and strokes it once martin looks at them both no that's pretty much my problem i'm here to talk about writing i'd like to do that without the word pussy being involved unless that is a big problem for you no i think i can handle that thank you so why don't you tell us what you think about the story since you want to stay focused on the writing and you don't think you're a pussy i think we'd all like to hear what you have to say about today's writing specimen offered up to us with friendly indeed almost dog like equanimity by our not untalented friend douglas douglas your uncle mentioned that the new yorker is seriously looking at one of your stories is that this one yes i yes it is it is actually why don't you tell us what you think about that martin there's a pause look you stay out of this come on martin tell your fellow writer the one person in the room who is in fact succeeding at something you are failing at tell him what you think and tell the truth come on come on all right well i love it seriously the language is amazing douglas i learned a ton from it and frankly i know that martin thinks so too he told me last week we both read your other story the one in tin house and martin flipped did he yes he did he thinks douglas is a thrilling writer that's what he told me at least yeah i like douglas's work a lot I like it too, Douglas. It's good. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Martin. They all sit in silence for a moment while Leonard laughs a little, shakes his head. You guys are hilarious. All right. Good for you, Martin. That Izzy managed to tell us all how much you like Douglas's writing before you told him it sucked because that would have been awkward. It doesn't suck. It's good. Yes, it is good. There's a level of competence here that is almost chilling in its thoroughness. This is the perfection rendition of a New Yorker story, capable, gracious in places, a detached tone of perplexed intelligence. You have a relatively famous last name in literary circles, not too famous, but famous enough. It's not a home run but it's a standing double. He hands it back to Douglas. Well, but I'd really like to hear some criticism. Oh, you'd like that? I would. I'd love to build on what's here. See, if I can mine the interiority of the Stephanie character especially, I feel like she's just there's a few places where the complexity of her needs restart. I would. I'd like to build on what's here. See, if I can mine the interiority of the Stephanie character especially, I feel like she's just there's a few places where the complexity of her need for emotional distance may not 
may not be fully rendered. Yeah, that's the problem with emotionally distant characters. It's hard to write about them because who gives a shit finally about someone who's got no interior life? No, I don't think she has no interior life. That's not... All right, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to give you some advice here that I think is going to be totally like on the money useful to you. Great. It's going to sound a little rough, but you expect that, yeah? I mean, you're not going to turn into a big baby about the truth unlike some other people? No, of course not. Good, because there is something in your writing. It's hard to... It's around the tonal perfection. There's a kind of... It's a little like a whore. The character of Stephanie? No, no, not the character, you. The way you talk about writing is kind of stupid. Plus, the way you write is so unimaginative in the way it attacks the problem you set yourself. I mean, it's skillful, but whorish. It's like the way you play your name off, your connections. You're a name dropper. You're a whore. And that's in the writing. It's perfect in a kind of whorish way. I don't know why you're wasting your time on fiction. I mean, you're good at it. I'm not saying you're not. No. Oh, no. It's just, if you can do this, why not make a ton of money doing this? You're capable. You've got a few publications under your belt. Famous last name. They love that shit in Hollywood. You could make a fuckload of money or you could just spend the rest of your life writing fiction that nobody reads or respects, even if they read it. Because you're talented, like I said, but you're never going to be great. And there are a lot of people who are never going to be great. Most fiction writers just evaporate, really. But that's going to be a problem for you because of your kind of whorish attitude to the whole thing. The name dropping, and of course the name. It will in fact be particularly disregarding and even humiliating to be ignored to the degree you will be ignored. Because at the same time, you'll be allowed in because of the name. You'll be invited to cocktail parties. You'll get to go to exclusive events at the public library. But you will never be on a panel because too many people who know shit will know. It's hollow. The work is hollow. I think about Hollywood. Oh. Yeah, but the story is excellent. Yes, we've all heard that you think the story is thrilling. I don't think it's thrilling. I think it's good in a whorish way. And that is the level of his writing ambition and that he could make a fuckload of money in Hollywood. But I, I'm a fiction writer. You asked for the truth. That's the truth I have. Yes. No. Thanks. All right, then. I gotta go to Somalia tomorrow, so I'll see you pussies in two weeks. And he goes. There's a long moment of silence. 
He's going to Somalia. Maybe someone will shoot him. I think it's a really good story. Fuck you. You shit. At least he told me what he really thinks. Could someone check in the hallway to see, make sure he's gone? Sure. She opens the door, looks down the stairs, comes back in. He's gone. Good. He goes. Douglas, wait. Don't just go walking off. Douglas, wait. Kate goes after him, leaving the door standing open. Martin sits on the couch, morose, as he turns back to him. You're an asshole. I'm an asshole? He's an asshole. Not Douglas. Leonard. I think Douglas is a shit writer, but he's not an asshole. He's not actually a shit writer either. He's a pretty good writer who mostly writes shit. Which is what Leonard said. Are you siding with Leonard now? I'm not siding with anyone. This is a situation. What is the matter with you? What's the matter with me? You were about to tell Douglas his story sucked. I... We were too. And I saved you, you jerk. Douglas is hooked up. And P.S. He's a good guy. You need to make him your friend. You want to keep getting rejected by Yaddo and McDowell. Why don't you just keep sending blind submissions to those places like every other loser in the world? Hey, don't hold back. I'm not, because you know what? I don't care what anyone says. We're in this together, and it's a game. It's a situation, and we need each other. Douglas can help us. Leonard, too. Fuck Leonard. That guy's an asshole. Everybody was like, oh, he's amazing. He only takes a few students anymore. He'll learn so much. That's what I'm learning. Give me my money back. I can't believe I scraped together $5,000 for this. I can't even pay my rent. Maybe the reason you're not learning anything, Martin, is that you haven't shown him any of your work. Has that occurred to you? Well, maybe I don't want to show him my work because all I've seen him do for my fellow writers is stomp on their hearts or call them whores or turn them into whores. A beat. Sorry. You mistake me, Martin, for someone who gives a shit what you think. Yes, I see your point there. You clearly should go ahead and do whatever you think you need to do. Just for the record, however, I did not sleep with Leonard. It's none of my business. You're right. I didn't sleep with him. Don't you believe me? Doesn't matter if I believe you or not, Izzy. It's none of my business. Are you calling me a liar now? Now I'm not just a whore. I'm a liar. And a whore? I didn't say that. Douglas is right. At least Leonard tells the truth. She goes and gets her purse to go. Look, why are you mad at me? You're right. I'm pathetic. I'm a pathetic chicken. But I just, I think you could do a lot better than that, that. You're so beautiful, Izzy. You're exquisite, really, just funny and, and smart and so full of life. I... Am I? Well, yeah. You're right. Since I'm not sleeping with him, I could surely do a lot better. Well, you could. Could I? Well, yeah. She starts to move toward him. How much better? Well, a whole lot, really, a whole lot, a lot. She is close. She kisses him and kisses him again. He participates. You know what, Martin? I think you're right. Where's your bedroom? Where's the bedroom? The bedroom, Martin. The bedroom. He finally comes to his senses and takes her off to his bedroom. There's a moment of silence. 
Finally, Kate steps inside the open front door from the hallway where she has witnessed the whole scene. She leans against the door, closing it behind her. After a moment alone, she starts to cry. Blackout. Scene six. Two weeks later, Doug was on the couch. He's reading a manuscript. Kate, get out of here. Kate, what is this? Kate enters. Do you like it? It's interesting. Who wrote it? This friend of mine. Is it true? He says it is. A transvestite Cubano gang leader. He's pretty extreme, yes. Do you believe it? Do I believe it's true? Yeah. Well, I knew him at Bennington. So that makes it by default what? True or false? I don't know. I thought he was pretty good. The teachers all loved him because he had this exotic Cubano past. How'd he even get there? To Bennington? I don't know. Some adult ed prison program. I thought you knew this guy. I do know him. He lives in the village. I bumped into him in a coffee shop last week and he told me what he was writing. So I said I could see it and that's what he gave me. He had it on him? Yes, he had it on him. Like you, apparently, he has a whorish essence. He'll give it up to anybody. So why am I reading this? I'm going to show it to Fuckface. Why? There's the sound of laughter, then Martin. Give it to me. Oh my god, this is no joke, Izzy. Come on. Izzy, in a man's shirt and underwear, runs into the room laughing, holding several pages. Martin grabs from her from behind and they wrestle, laughing as she tries to keep the pages from him. They finally fall against the wall, making out. The kissing keeps going to the extent that it is not clear that they are aware that Douglas and Kate are in the room. One would say get a room, but they have a room. It's a huge apartment. They have six rooms if they wanted, but they seem to like it out here. Hey, Martin, Izzy, we are not in fact making porno videos out here. Could you take this elsewhere? Martin pulls away, flustered. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Come on, Izzy. Come on. Hi, Douglas. Izzy is laughing. She allows herself to be pulled back to the bedroom. How long has this been going on? Two weeks. The night Leonard told you you were a whore, they both felt so bad for you that they needed to comfort each other. That's been going on for two weeks? Yes. Really? Yes. In addition to looking like that, Izzy is apparently, in truth, a total nymphomaniac. Which was, shall we say, good news for Martin. And they're staying here. I said he could live here. He didn't have a place to live. And she still lives at home with her parents, so that's out. Yeah, but... I'm not going to tell them to leave. They're happy. Why would I resent the fact that they're happy? <sighs> Leonard's been gone for two weeks, and no one is having their heart stomped on, and there are two happy people in love in my apartment. Why would I be anything except happy, happy, happy myself? I'm so fucking happy. She's clearly not. Douglas looks at her. Is that all you're going to read? I just don't know why you want me to read it. I want to quit the group. Louis said that he would love to meet Leonard. He thinks Leonard might be able to do something for him. So I offered to sell him the last half of my sessions. I could get 2,500 bucks and maybe go somewhere. I don't much give a shit where, just somewhere else. Ohio is looking pretty fucking good right now and just get away from all this until I get a clue about what I should be doing with my life. Katie. Don't be nice to me. I'm doing this and I'm not gonna know you anymore. Okay, fine. But you know, if you wanna get away from all this, 
This is your apartment. My father's apartment. My point being, if you want this to be over, you could just kick us all out. Yes, I realize that. And I honestly think that slinking off like a dying cat would be better. There's a knock at the door. Oh, goody. That would be Leonard. How splendid. She opens the door. Leonard saunters in, fresh from the jungle. Hey, Leonard. How was Somalia? Didn't get shot. What a fucking country. It's just total chaos. I mean serious anarchic shit everywhere. Sounds wonderful. It was fucked. An entire people erased. You look in their eyes and they laugh and smile and there is nothing there. An entire nation of sociopaths. Eight-year-old kids roaming the streets with AK-47s. Warlords sitting like kings on top of huge mounds of food. They use the bags of rice and beans and cornmeal. They use it for their throne. They sit up there and laugh at people, their own people starving all around them. You sit on top of the food, you get a great view of all apparently. Sounds amazing. You gonna write about it? You know, listen to me, listen, you should go. Honestly, Douglas, you should get yourself on a fucking cargo ship and go over there and take a look at it. There are no embassies, no protections. There's no one there who's responsible. Get yourself kidnapped, held at gunpoint by pirates. Fuck them. They don't think you can write. You go over there. You spend a few years facing the most terrifying nihilism this planet has to offer. No one will dismiss you then. Actually, Leonard, aside from you, no one is dismissing him. He knows what I'm talking about. Go get yourself shot by sociopaths. That will make you a writer. What responsible advice. Trust me, there's worse advice out there. I could have told you to keep writing that fucking shitty story. Other people would have. Where's the other two? Am I early? Martin, Izzy, Leonard's here. We're ready to start. There's an awkward moment while Leonard tries to figure out what's up. He looks around at Douglas, who shrugs. He looks down at the manuscript on the table, sits in front of it. That's from a friend of mine. He's interested in joining the group. I'm not taking extra students right now. I only take a few at a time. Tell him he can submit through a teacher like everyone else. He holds it up. She doesn't take it. He, I'm leaving the group. He's really good. We thought he has a really fucked up story. He used to be in a Cubano gang in high school and he's actually a cross-dresser. This is true. It's completely the kind of thing I think that you're looking for and I'm not. I'm not interested so much as I thought I was in being a writer. He sets it down, looks at her. I give a shit. No, that's what I'm saying. Boo hoo, someone has decided not to be a writer. No one cares. No one in New York, no one in America, no one in Somalia. Trust me, no one cares. I'm well aware. That's why I'm quitting. I'm not giving you your money back. Yes, I'm aware. I'm not asking you for my money back. It's not your money. You paid me for my time. I am your 
I show up every week. If that's not enough for you. If I didn't, that's not. See, see, I can't even. I'm trying to slink off like a dying fucking animal and I can't even. Slink off then. Why are you here still? Because it's my apartment. Fuck you. We'll find someplace else to meet. I just want to leave. So go. You're a weenie. You're a whiner. You can't take the merest shred of criticism. That was not. What you said about my story was not. The fucking critiques will say worse. To all of you. If it gets in. If it gets in at all. You're doomed. There's a sad moment at this. Martin and Izzy come out from the other room. Both are fully dressed and pretending that they were not, mere moments ago, screwing their brains out. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. Just a delightful welcome home from the scariest fucking trip of my life. Katie was just telling me how happy she is to see me. Almost got shot twice. Didn't quite get a chance to tell that story. She had a lot of whining to do. I'm not nice enough. That's not... Oh God, it's not, this isn't. Forget it. He sits and reads the manuscript on the table. They watch him, glance at each other. No one knows what to do. After a moment, Leonard starts to laugh lightly. The writing students look at each other. He laughs again, nods. He turns the page. Everyone watches each other and him while he reads. Shit, shit. You like it? You think it's good? He doesn't look up keeps reading. What's he reading? What's this guy's name? Louis. Get him in you. He keeps reading. Blackout. Scene seven. Later that night, Leonard is gone. They're having beers. Who is this guy? I told you, Martin. He's this guy I knew from Bennington, and I know you think that Bennington is some, some sort of crazy Vermont hippie commune where people get stoned all the time so no one actually writes. I never said that. You so did, and I don't care. I'm just telling you, this guy was at Bennington when I was there, and he's a good writer, and I don't want to do it anymore, so he's going to take my spot. I need the money. I'm going to Ohio. You're going where? I'm going to Ohio. I'm going to Ohio. Why? What do you care? What's that supposed to mean? Of course I care, Kate. Do not, please, do not. Leave it alone, would you, Martin? Leave what alone? She's leaving. I'm just, I'm catching up. You're leaving? Yes, I'm leaving. She leaves. What is going on? You're a total moron, that's what's going on. Oh, it's really good, huh? I read a couple pages. It was good. It's good? I only read a few pages. Leonard seemed to like it. Like, he just sat there and kept reading it. Yes, we all saw him, Izzy. Do not snap at me. I have been fucking you for two weeks. As you have never been fucked in your life, you are not allowed to snap at me. I wasn't snapping. You were definitely snapping because you're worried. What would I be worried about? You're worried about this new guy who might be good. Kate! Hey, Kate! Kate re-enters, pouring herself a glass of white wine. What? So you've read it, this guy's story? 
not a story. It's a memoir. And it's good. I liked it. I think he's a really good writer and he's kind of cracked. He wears dresses. You have to put up with all that, but he's nice and he has an interesting history and he can write. So you think it's good? I think it's good. I think it's really, really good. There is a pause at this. You fucker. What? You wrote it. Yes, I did. And Leonard loved it. Fucker. Stupid fucking motherfucker. A Cubano transvestite gang member. And he loved it. Asshole. You wrote it? Of course I wrote it. His biggest objection to me is that I'm a rich white girl. Maybe if I'm not a rich white girl, I can find out if I can write. Izzy starts to laugh. They are both laughing. Martin doesn't get it. Okay, fine. You you tricked us all. That's hilarious. But what are you going to do now? What do you mean, what am I going to do? I'm on a roll. I'm going to keep writing. Yeah, but you can't publish it. Why not? Leonard loves it. He loves it more than he's loved anything anyone has handed in so far. He liked my story. He wanted to sleep with you. He wouldn't have if he didn't like the story. You can't publish that as a memoir. People do it all the time. And they get arrested for it. Nobody gets arrested for it. You get put on talk shows for it. It's a lie. It's fiction. I wrote a piece of fiction. You said it was a memoir. That's part of the fiction. Don't even. Fiction is fiction. Art is art. The kind of truth that gets fiction is is beyond these kind of games, which is why you get pilloried for it. Which is how, by the way, those people who do it get on talk shows. The only way to answer the kind of behavior is a complete public shaming. Saying a lie is the truth is a lie. And it's the kind of lie that sets a bomb off in your soul and then you're fucked. Wow. It is. What you write is like Douglas's butterflies. A messenger from the gods. Really? Yes, a messenger from the gods, which has to be reckoned with. You're fucked. Martin, you don't get a vote. You don't have enough money to pay your own rent. You're such a huge fucking chicken about your own work, you don't even show it. If, if it's a fucking message, then what is the message? Oops, no one knows. Because you're a writer who no one can read, so you don't get a vote. A beat. Well done, Kate. You not only pulled one over on Leonard, who everyone in the room thinks is, is a flaming abusive butthole, but you came up with a terrific piece of writing. We know you've been feeling shitty about yourself because of the way Leonard treated you, and you've been really nice to let Martin and his user apartment as a fucking love nest. And well done. You must feel a lot better that piece of shit you wrote about the Cubano transvestite gang member was really smart and edgy and funny. You're a writer after all. Well done. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. She drinks. Douglas laughs. Then he laughs some more. Thank you, Douglas. At least somebody appreciates the effort. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's no worse than what Leonard did. It's practically the exact same thing. Oh, yeah? On top of that, he publishes phony memoirs. Worse. I was really upset when Leonard called me a whore last week, so I called my uncle to talk to him about it, and he told me, Leonard's no saint. Who thought he was a saint? Your uncle dished dirt on Leonard? Yes, he did. So spill it. What'd Leonard do? He's a plagiarist. Get out. You're kidding. 
Are you sure? There was some incident. It got totally hushed, but that's why Leonard stopped publishing. This was like an ice age ago, but he did. He totally plagiarized something and it was from like a student and then it wrecked his career. After those first few novels, he was done. And then I don't know what happened. And eventually someone at Random House took pity on him and threw him a copy editing gig. And he turned out to be this rock star editor. And then he started doing all those magazine pieces on Africa. And after a while, people just forgot about it. Nobody really cares now, but it was apparently a big deal when it happened. Okay, wait, I just have to ask you something. Hearing that your writing teacher is a plagiarist consoled you? You know what? It did. And I'm with Kate on this one. No one gives a shit about real writing. I didn't say that. Yeah, but you wrote this phony thing and you're going to act like it was real and I think it's smart. I mean, what the fuck are we going to do anyways? Fiction is a dying art form and we're here eating our heart out while we throw ourselves off a cliff. But you could make a lot more money with this. And you know what, Martin? Hearing that Leonard is a plagiarist did, it consoled me. See you clowns next week. He goes. Martin looks at Izzy and Kate. It doesn't console me. You know what? I don't believe it. Leonard's no fraud. Well, I think he did it. I don't. I do. And I think you're just looking for yet another excuse not to show him your writing. What did you say? You heard me. If I'm not showing him my writing, it's because I don't care what he thinks about my writing, particularly now. Why? Because your message from, from the gods is so precious? Every fucking corner of everything you write is precious. If it isn't, then why should you write it down? Don't answer that. Don't answer it because I know it's not a universally held truth, but for some people constructing a universe out of language, it's a timeless and reverential act, not an unholy excuse to fuck with people's heads. So no, I don't care to show him my writing. Writers aren't people. What? You said some people. For some people, writing is all this whatever, but let me tell you something. Writers are not people. That has never been more clear. She goes. Izzy and Martin sit in silence. Well, I'm going to take off. I don't want you to take off. Yeah, you do. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Martin. She kisses him, then picks up a page of his story from where it drifted under the couch two scenes ago. She hands it to him. You have things to do. She goes. He looks at it. Blackout. Scene eight. All are there. Leonard and Kate square off. Is he coming? He's actually not coming, no. He decided he didn't have the money to do this right now. He was going to buy my half of the class, that was the deal, because I was... Because you're quitting writing. Yeah, I decided not to do that. So you're staying. Is that the earth-shattering announcement you are making to the group? Yes, that is the earth-shattering announcement that I am making to the group. There's some good stuff here, fresh and muscular, and the speed is impressive. I'm glad to have this, have seen this. It's showing me something. Why don't you tell him? I will. They look at each other. Good. He turns to the others. Anybody got anything, Martin? I do. Yes, I do. Really? Yes, I do. And before I hand it over, I would like to politely ask at the juncture not to be called a pussy. I'm serious. It's unnecessary and 
The point has been thoroughly examined. I do not have something to present to the group. I do have something to present to the group and to you. Actually, it's more the point isn't here, Leonard. Is my soul carefully articulated and wrapped up in a neatly typed bow for you to do with as you will. And I know you will behave responsibly towards this exceptionally precious gift as I am presenting you today. So the answer is yes. Yes, I have some pages here. He hands about 20 pages. Leonard looks at him, looks at it. He weighs it in his hand, laughs a moment, looks at Martin. Let's see. Martin shakes his head, turns away. He can't watch Leonard read. Leonard reads the first page, the others watch. Leonard drops the first page on the floor. He continues to read. He paces a little as he reads, expressionless. Martin is in agony, but he cannot look. Leonard drops another page. The others look at each other, not knowing what this means. Leonard drops another page. He continues to read, then stops himself. He rubs his eyes. Unmistakable. Martin turns to look at him, startled. All the others look at him, too. What's that supposed to mean? Who's seen this? Nobody. You. And you wrote it. Yes, of course I wrote it. I wrote it this week. It's very good. Fuck you. Fuck you, too. How'd you get here anyway? What? Here. How did you get here? Am I not speaking English? What do you mean here? You're in my class, moron. You're with me. I knew Kate from before and she was already in the class and she said you were supposedly, the class was supposed to be so great to get in. Yes, yes, I know this. And she didn't know Douglas. We both had heard of him. And I mean, I met Izzy at a party and she said she was in it too, and that you were some kind of genius. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. So I knew that our high school English teacher knew you. He always talked about how you guys were at Yale together. So I wrote to him and asked him and he wrote to you and you let me in. Your high school English teacher? What was his name? Mr. Glado, Robert Glado. Bob Glado? I let you in because you knew Bob Glado? That guy was a moron. I let you in because he asked. I don't remember any of this. Okay, let's start over. Did I ever read anything you've written? Yeah, you did. You read that. I read this? Well, not exactly that part. The first 20 pages of that. It's the beginning of the novel and that's further in. Are the other pages as good as this? Didn't you read them? Fuck if I know. You don't remember? You don't remember any of this? Listen, Martin. I just spent two weeks in Somalia, and since the day I came back, this one has been fucking my brains out. So no, I don't remember much right now. I don't think I read it. There is no way I would have forgotten. Listen, this is good. You know this is good. Martin looks at Izzy. Izzy won't look at him. Is this all of it? I'm sorry? Stay with me, Martin. This is a novel. It's a part of a novel. How much of it is written? 516 pages. What else do you have? And don't tell me nothing. I know you're lying. 
how much writing have you got stuffed in drawers and jamming up the circuits on your computer how many pages do you have that you haven't shown a fucking soul couple thousand well you're a regular emily dickinson without the charm welcome to the land of living emily i want to see all of it now right now go fire up the printer why why do you care why i just told you you're a loser no more you don't know what you're talking about you've been telling me and all of us that we don't know shit for weeks you told douglas to hang it up and go to hollywood don't drag me into this you're in it we're all in it we all paid five thousand dollars to be in it and he he doesn't know shit are you sure you wanted out my word right now I don't believe you've been fucking her all week. I don't believe it. What? She said she didn't. She told me Martin. Well, I don't know what she told you, but I got no reason to make it up. He goes back to reading Martin's story. Martin turns to Izzy. I don't believe him. I don't. Can we take this somewhere else? No, answer the question. What's the question? Did you lie to me? Oh, come on, Martin. It wasn't much of a lie. Nobody believed it except you. Leonard looks up around the room. Are we done with the soap opera? Are we ready to get back to work? No, no, I'm not doing this. Martin. He doesn't know anything. Why should I let him? Why should any of us? Hasn't it occurred to any of you that he's so mean to us because he's over? He can't do it anymore. If he could, and this is, it's just power. It's the only power he has anymore to destroy and the thing he wants to destroy is young writers it's twisted and we're so desperate it's pathetic actually we're so desperate that we're just sitting here letting him letting him destroy our hope and our curiosity and our talent and our dreams and why it's nothing to him he's god plus plus he's in so many drugs he can't even remember what he's read from one instant to the next and he's unethical which i know it's a joke to even bring that up but how low ethics have fallen but i don't care he's unethical and a bad teacher and now I'm supposed to what just jump up and down for joy because he said oh there's an unmistakable careful that bit might be true nothing you say is true you're a plagiarist you're a fucking plagiarist silence Leonard laughs a little to himself picks up the pages flips through them yeah okay you probably never told off your own father so you definitely needed to get that off your chest fuck you and i'm glad to provide the opportunity for you feels good doesn't it spewing the truth the truth is like a great fuck it's one of the few remaining reasons to get out of bed in the morning it's not for everybody some people are so crippled they can't stand the truth but for those of us who partake nothing else really comes close but you know what all those other people who can't stand the truth they're going to be a problem for you this is why you're a fucking nobody who are your parents nobody who are your connections nobody where did you go to school it is in harvard princeton or yale so wherever you went it doesn't matter you're you're no douglas martin you're a talented nobody everybody is going to hate you i mean you'll get this published and it will get some attention but not what it should 
and then you write a second novel which will mess up your brain like nothing you've ever lived through it will be the worst three years of your life writing that second novel you'll feel like you're in the ninth circle of hell where the betrayers of christ are frozen in eternal cannibalistic silence only it's not flesh you'll be consuming it's your mind maybe a few years after the second novel you'll be on to something with your third and you'll finally get into one of the big writers colonies but your bitterness at having been rejected 15 fucking times will take a lot of fun out of that you'll start to hate everyone out there's who's more successful than you what you feel for douglas right now is nothing compared to what's coming but the work will be good everyone will keep telling you how good the writing is it's too good to be mistaken and that will become the bane of your existence you might or, or might not get nominated for an occasional award but you'll never make any money hollywood would start to look like something pretty good right about then but you won't feel like sucking up to them either so you'll waste months of your life wandering around that hell hole of a city wondering why so many hacks can make a go of it out there but you can't get arrested you'll end up taking a university job so you can pay off your credit cards which you ran up like some fucking woman all those years you let yourself get sucked into the writing and then you'll be really screwed one year of teaching and you'll get so sick of how stifling and boring and utterly pointless it all is teaching writing to a bunch of hyper privileged droning children you'll start drinking even more than you are than you already are you'll fuck you'll start fucking your students even the freshmen especially the freshmen they're the ones who haven't been ruined yet and they'll be so in love with your genius their adoration adoration will be like drug and why not why the fuck not the work is still great you are a fucking artist you you have to feel something to write something more than just bitterness and contempt for all the idiots you write for the biggest problem with being a writer finally is that all your fucking readers are human beings and human race is you'll get fired for fucking undergrads which is apparently against the law now one of those undergraduates will make a reckless devastating claim which too many people will want to believe by them things will continue to spiral your few remaining friends maybe douglas your orchid Kate will lend you a hand for old times sake you'll let them and then you'll take on a few editing gigs to make ends meet and you'll be good at it and people will like it they turned you into a servant that will make them all feel great and you'll get more and more editing work and then you'll teach private writing seminars which will feel like a shit for a while until you realize that you really could do something you could help the ones worth helping if you only take on the best the best students and that will make it better 
but you'll still be a fucking servant because at the moment in your life when someone said you're a talented nobody but i am going to help you you said i don't need help class is over he goes blackout tuning into this episode of the UTSC Drama Society Summer Reading Series. Thank you again to all of our fantastic readers, and don't forget to check out our Instagram to vote on which show you'd like to see us produce for the beginning of the season. Catch you next time!